Praise God, church. I'm going to get started quick here. I got the ushers, uh, two of the ushers, Brother Heath and whoever you got. If you could go ahead and start passing them out for me. Grab uh, one or two of them. Please hit the platform here. I want to give honor quickly to your pastors, the greatest people in, in all of the world. I give so much credit everywhere I go for... I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without these folks, and I mean that from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. You are the best, the best there are. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like a helicopter tonight. I'm going to take off really quick, and I'm going to land really quick. So, so you've got to preach with me quickly, okay? I believe this, and I believe that God is ready to do something in our midst. You guys are doing the 40 days of fire. We are in Belpre too. We had a dynamic service today. And the power of God was in the house. And, and I believe that he's not done yet. And great things are coming tonight. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. If you'll stand one more time for the reading of God's word. And it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. Repeat that with me. Say it loud. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want to title this tonight, Shout It Out. It's high time that we shout it out. We've heard this preached a hundred different ways and you're probably never going to hear it preached the way you've heard it tonight. So let's stretch our hands towards heaven one more time. Lord Jesus, anoint my lips to speak, anoint our ears to hear. Let us receive your word tonight. Let us leave here changed and different, Lord Jesus. And God, I pray that we have a divine visitation of your spirit in this house and inside of us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. I have the ushers passing out mustard seeds right away, and you're going to be sweeping these up for weeks. Whoever's running the vacuum cleaner, you may be seated. I apologize in advance because you're going to be seeing them for a while. You'll figure out what these are about here in a little bit. You know, I've taught this, and I've preached this before, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and I've always warned about how... Uh, a three-inch tongue can kill a six-foot man and, and how wars have been started over the utterance of a word and, and, and how, the, how one thing that you can say to somebody, I, I, I venture to say I could have you raise your hand in here tonight, that you can look back 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or, or more years and you can remember something that somebody said to you that hurt your feelings that you still carry today. It still affects you today. When you get up in the morning, you're not going to forget what they said 50 or 60 years ago because life and death are in the power of the tongue. The Bible commands us to, to guard our tongue. It's important. The Bible says thou shalt not kill. That doesn't mean with, just with a gun. That means with your tongue as well. We got to watch as Christians how we talk to other people. One word can destroy someone's life because life and death are in the power of the tongue. But today instead of talking about the destruction of the tongue and what it causes. I want to talk to you about the power of speaking faith with the tongue. 
I'm not going to talk about the negative of speaking. I want to talk about the positive of speaking. Mark chapter 11 verse 23 says this. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in their heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I was, I was thinking about this and I was praying the other day. And, and I, I thought about this scripture. And that you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Sometimes you might think, well it might be just a situation in my life. The scripture doesn't say it's a situation like a mountain. The Bible says it's a mountain. If you can say to that mountain, be thou removed. And I, I, was, I was thinking, I was praying the other day and I thought, I've never had that happen to me. Has any of us ever closed our eyes and prayed? And said, mountain, be thou removed. Situation, be thou removed. And us open up our eyes and it still be there. It was still there because we knew it was still going to be there before we ever opened up our eyes. Because we didn't have that faith. That when we opened up our eyes and oh my goodness it's still there. Are you kidding me? That's faith that it was going to be removed. Now let me tell you something. When the Bible says that you can say to that mountain, be thou removed, honey. I promise you, if you have that faith to tell that mountain to be thou removed and you believe it, I promise you, it will and it can happen. Just as sure as God put it there, God can move it somewhere else. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed. If you have that mustard seed, you can put it in the pages of your Bible. You can put it in your pocket. Take it home, tape it on the inside cover of your Bible. That mustard seed, that is the smallest seed of all. But if you have that much faith, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Let me tell you, I think we all know the power of the word. But, but do we really understand the power of speaking faith? Well, listen folks, we're in the middle of a 40 day fire, 40 days of fire, fasting and prayer. Do we really know the power of speaking faith? When a Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost believer speaks power and speaks faith. Let me tell you, mountains can be removed. Is there anybody in here that's got a mountain in your life tonight? Anybody in here got a situation that seems like a Mount Everest to you? I got news for you. Tonight, it's going to be removed. Whatever you need tonight, it's fixing to go. If you need the Holy Ghost, guess what? You're going to receive it tonight. Whatever it is, pain in your body, it's going tonight. If you have that much faith, a little seed. I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge the way we walk. Challenge the way we talk. I want to challenge you the way you believe. I want to challenge you tonight. To have just faith. Just I, I, I preached it before here. About blind faith. If we could just have the faith of a light switch. That when we flip it on it's going to happen. If we can just have simple faith. That's why. Blind eyes can open up. I want to tell you today, we need to stop talking negative. 
Huh? Stop talking negative and start speaking faith. Start speaking faith. You know, I, oh, I don't feel good today. You know what? I might not, I'm going to feel great here in just a little bit. As soon as I can start worshiping Jesus, I'm going to start feeling good. We got to speak faith, church. We got to speak faith. That faith of a grain of a mustard seed. Listen, listen, I believe tonight that we can speak miracles into existence. I believe the Bible says that you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. I can say to this situation, get out of here. Get yonder place. Go somewhere else. Get out. And, and it can be done if we have the faith of a grain of mustard seed. So whatever your situation is right now, whatever's going on in your life right now, whatever, whatever problem you have, I want to tell you, tonight it can be removed. Say, what well, I've got sickness in my body. It's terminal. No, listen, nothing is terminal with Jesus. Amen. There is absolutely nothing that is permanent with Jesus. Jesus can remove it. He can take it. I don't care what it is. It can be cancer. It can be whatever. He can take it out. But you have to have the faith. The faith of a grain of a mustard seed. That's all it is. That's all we have to have tonight, church. And it can totally change the dynamics of our church. It can change the dynamics of our family. It can change the dynamics of our walk with God. It can change everything. If we as children of God can just have the faith to say, Mountain, be thou removed. I'm going to tell you tonight that You have the opportunity of a lifetime here tonight to say, you know what, God? You have this opportunity of a lifetime that you can speak miracles tonight. You can speak faith tonight. You can speak healing tonight into your body. You can speak faith. You can speak deliverance. You can speak hope. You, you, can, you can speak all of this into it. Because the Bible says, say to the mountain. You see, because there's power. And he didn't say, think about it being removed. He said, say to the mountain, be thou removed. And he had faith of it. And I, I want to I show you something here. And Joshua chapter 10 is possibly one of the most powerful, greatest illustrations in all of the Bible. In Joshua chapter 10. And in jo I'm not going to read it, but in Joshua chapter 10, we know the story. Joshua is under attack by five kings. And, and, and he's, he's under attack by five armies. And, and Israel's outnumbered. And Israel's being outmaneuvered. And we know that, that these, the goal of these five kings is just to only to defeat Israel and to annihilate them. Totally just to destroy them was the goal. But God stepped in and God gave Joshua and Israel the upper hand in the battle. And one little army led by one man named Joshua. All of a sudden it turned in Joshua chapter 10. And the Bible tells us that the five kings and their five armies started fleeing before Israel now. The tide had turned. The armies had, had changed. They, they went from offense to defense. Now Israel's chasing them. And, and Joshua told his army, he said, hey, you guys, you break up and you guys go after that army. You folks, you get together, you guys go after that army. And he broke his men up and he started sending them with the five armies. You chase them, you hunt them down. You don't stop until you've killed them all. You go after them and you don't stop. It had turned. 
Joshua had faith. And, and I want to say this as they was running Israel divided up his army and they was chasing they was going to they was going to kill them all and then there was a problem that the battle they had battled all day the battle had went on all day and now it was starting to get dark and when it looked like the armies was getting ready to disappear into the darkness Joshua knew that if he didn't get them now that he was going to have to fight them another day he knew that he knew that this this that this that, that this army was going to come back out. He knew his adversary was going to regroup, that was going to get another plan, and they was going to come back. It was going to be the same battle, same enemy, just a different day, disguised a different way. He knew that he had he had him where he wanted him, and he knew right now is the time. Right now. And so listen here. So Joshua was determined that the enemy was not going to get away. And the, the enemy was not going to bring the fight back to him again. And listen, th this is amazing. And it was here that Joshua would do something that no one had ever, ever done before. It was unimaginable. It was absolutely impossible. Joshua chapter 10. They'll bring it up on the PowerPoint. Joshua chapter 10 verse 12 through 14 and Joshua and spake Joshua unto the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said talking about Joshua Joshua said in the sight of Israel son stand thou still upon Gibeon and, and thou moon in the valley of, of Ajal and the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. It is not this written in the book of Jasher. And so the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and haste not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after. Now listen to this. Pay attention to this. That the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. God didn't say, Son, stand still. Wasn't an angel that stepped out and say, Son, stand still. It was a man just like me. It was a man just like you that was desperate. He was desperate. Let me tell you something. He had his back against the wall, folks. He didn't have a way out. He knew he had him on the run. And it is going to end today. I'm not fighting this battle not one more day. Listen to this. Joshua didn't say, hey God, if you'll stop the sun for a little bit, I'll go after him. If you'll just hold that moon up right there, I'll take a little bit of time and I'll go after him. It didn't happen like that. Let me tell you what Joshua did. Joshua commanded with authority, sun stand still, moon stand still. Hmm. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. And it says, and the Lord hearkened to the voice of a man. Let me tell you what happened. Oh, Joshua spoke at sun stand still and God heard it God said oh he had faith God listened to the voice of a man and did what man said nowhere in the scriptures 
Is that ever recorded? That God listened to man and did exactly what man said. Listen, it wasn't the man. It wasn't the man saying, hey Lord, if you'll please do this. It wasn't a prayer that he was praying. It was Joshua commanding, sun, stand still. Moon, stand still. I got a situation that I got to get taken care of. God hearkened to the voice of a man. Whew. <laughs> Listen. You know, there are people in his army that was probably saying, Did you hear what he just said? I think he just said, Son, stand still. And I'm sure as they was chasing, they kept on looking back at the sun, thinking, Honey, it ain't getting dark. It's a, hey, it might have worked. Think about this. Joshua didn't stand there and say, well, we better wait five minutes, guys, and see if, see if this is going to work. He kept on running. He was chasing them. Let me tell you, he knew that it was going to stop because he had the faith that it was going to stop. Because he just had what you have in your hand. The faith of a grain of a mustard seed. You can say to that mountain, be thou removed. You can say to that sun, stand still. You can say to that moon, stand still. You've got it in your hand. The faith of a grain of a mustard seed. That's all it takes, church. Woo! Listen, nothing is ever done. Nothing is ever impossible with God. I'm not preaching today to make you comfortable. Listen, I'm preaching today to shake you up. I'm preaching today to challenge you. I'm preaching you today to get you to move from a stagnant place. I'm preaching today to move you to a place of faith. I'm preaching today that, that if you've got your back up against the wall and you feel like the enemy's attacking you, you have a way out. You have faith. Sun stands still. Moon stands still. Great things are going to happen. I came here today to tell you it's time that Newark. It's time that you it's time that the praise team it's time that the leadership pray a sun stand still kind of prayer. It's time it's time church. It's time it's time some of you with disease in your body you pray that sun stand still prayer. Let me tell you we need to step out on faith. What do you have to lose? What do you have to risk? If it don't work, if it don't work, somebody's going to look at you and say, boy, their prayer didn't get answered. Let me tell you something. You don't need to be running with the people that's saying that about you. You need to be running with the people saying, I agree with you. I'm praying with you. I'm believing with you. I have the faith that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That is the people that we need to run with. We need, listen, we need to be risky. We need to be bold in the Holy Ghost. We need to, we need to, to, to attempt the impossible with God. I believe, I believe in God for the miraculous. You see powerful things happen when you dare to ask God for the impossible. I told our church just a, a few weeks ago. Told him, I said, I believe that this year, I believe that we're going to have a debt burning service in our church. I'm claiming that. I'm believing that. 
I, I believe that. We're, we're going to have a debt-free building. We're going to owe nothing. And in that way, we can give to Tupelo more than ever. We, we can give to, I want to give to missionaries on, all, on every single continent. I want to give to the foreign mission field. I want to give to the whole mission. Listen, that's what it's all about. Church, I want to tell you something. And, and some of the folks in our church are thinking, man, you are crazy, Pastor. It is impossible to pay this thing off. No, it isn't. One person's going to walk in and write one check, and it's all going to be done. We're going to have it. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. See, some of you all are sitting there thinking, oh, what's he thinking? Look in your hand. That's all it takes. Why can I not say, if Joshua said, son, stand still, why can I not say, write that check? Why not? Why can you not say to the body, the pain in your body, get out, go. If Joshua can speak to the son, you can speak to your body. It's that simple. It's that simple. Listen, if you're only asking God for easy things, then it really doesn't matter if he answers them or not. Sometimes we ask God just for the things in our life, just the easy things. That we ask God for things that if He doesn't answer them, we can take care of ourselves anyways. If He doesn't show up and answer. That's not really stepping out on faith. That's not really operating in faith. But listen, it's time that some of us ask God for things that we want to see. It's time that, listen, I, I'm calling prodigals home. I, I've, got a, I've got a son that's not in church tonight. I'm not praying, Lord, bring him back. I'm not praying that. I'm saying, listen, I'm praying, son, come home. <laughs> listen, listen right there. Yeah, Ooh. He's saying, he's saying, son, come home. Son, come home. Oh, come on, church. Oh, some of you are right there with me. It's time that some of you stop praying and start saying, family, come home. Child, come home. Son, come home. Daughter, come home. If Joshua can say it to the son, why can't I speak it? <laughs> listen, listen, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Get ready, guys. Listen, God wants to do the impossible. God wants to do the impossible. But He's not going to do the impossible unless we believe that He can do the impossible. Right. He's, we've got to believe that. You have got to give Him a chance. You have got to speak, mountain be thou removed. And you have to believe that that mountain is going to be removed. That whatever you say in faith believing, it is going to be done. It's time that some of you roll up your sleeves. It's time that some of you grit your teeth. It's time that some of you make a fist and say to that impossible situation, speak it, speak it. Prodigal, come home. Cancer.
cancer, leave my body. Sickness, get out of here. Listen, listen, almost done. Luke 1 and Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That gives validity to everything I preach tonight. With God, nothing is impossible. I want to tell you something right now. Listen to me. With God, brother, nothing. It might seem impossible right now. It might look impossible in your life right now. But with God, brother, nothing is impossible. Speak it. Nothing is impossible. Listen, all of the situations that you think are impossible in your life, God is just standing there waiting on you to speak faith in. I had a revelation of this not too long ago. I refuse to face God. I refuse to stand before God. And I refuse for Him to say, if you would have just asked. If you would have just spoke it. If you would have believed it and spoke it. I was ready to do that for you. Did you not read my words? That nothing is impossible? Did you not read my words when I said, You can say to that mountain, Be thou removed? Did you not read that word? It was for you. I put it there for you. I had all of this waiting on you, but you didn't believe me and you never spoke it. I told God two weeks ago, sitting in prayer, I said, Lord, I am going to, you, you messed me up. I'm going to ask for everything. I'm going to start speaking and building, be paid off. <laughs> Son, come home. <laughs> Satan, get out of here. Belfry, you're mine. <laughs> oh, is anybody with me? Is anybody with me? <laughs> Listen, is it remain standing? Is anybody going to speak the word of faith tonight? Is anybody going to say something tonight? Is anybody going to declare their faith tonight? Is anybody going to pray? Jesus in your name. Jesus. Is anybody going to pray tonight? Hallelujah. Mm. Son, stand still. challenge you tonight oh I challenge you tonight just muster up just enough faith oh some of you is already coming I don't even have to ask you to come you're already coming because you already got that faith Woo! that's it that's it yes
did not do that. Joshua continued to move forward. You see, they didn't stop their attack. He knew it was going to take place. So the difference between us sometimes and them is Joshua knew when he spoke it that it happened. We speak it and then we watch and make sure and see if God might do it. 
So what I want you to do, it's going to get crazy in here, okay? It's going to get crazy. I want you to speak it. And I want you to speak it with somebody. I don't think Joshua said, son, stand still. I don't think he did. I think he said, I think he spoke with some authority. I do. I want you to speak to that situation, whatever it is. And then I want you to praise God for answering and taking care of that situation. I want you to praise Him just like if it's a prodigal, just like they walked through the back door and made their way to the altar. Because guess what? They're already on their way. So what I want you to do right now, I want you to speak it. And as soon as we speak it, I want you to start celebrating in advance. Now let's try it. Come on. You ready? Are you ready? I got a problem with One, two. On the count of three, we're going to speak it, okay? Worship him like it's already happening. 